Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 244, episode one of Dare Daily's Ageist, a production Yo. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. All right. Everybody in the United States is feeling that long weekend. Oh, yeah. End of the long weekend, first day back. Uh, I don't know about everybody listening, but I I just feel great at that point. I'm always just like, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel terrible. So hopefully, yeah. uh, we're, we're recording this before the long weekend. So hopefully, you can, you know, via osmosis, take some of our long weekend vibes. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Drink Do Until I Die. Let's chase. That sugar high. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that is Nicki Minaj's Starships repurposed to describe my weekend, which is going to be a lot of slamming dudes. Hell yeah. Slamming some, uh, Matt slamming mountains of dew. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. I might have like half of a Mountain Dew. I feel terrible. My, my body shuts down if I drink too much Mountain Dew at this point. Yeah. But I'm 41. Hey. Uh, That's how it goes. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest co-host. As oh, mentioned, wow. not on the ones and twos. He's on the ones and fuck yous. The there king of Sting, 
don't let that last name fool you because he's a bad man. It's DJ Daniel Goodman. DJ Daniel, aka, gonna eat twenty hot dogs this weekend. That's the plan. Okay. I was gonna say hot dog hangover, but since we've already uh, broken the fourth wall over recording on Friday and it's not actually Tuesday, well then shoot. Yeah, I plan on eating those hot dogs. You got the it's, you got that little sweat, that dusting of sweat. I guess it's not exactly. dusting. The, the above, <laughs> the above, dusting. above your lip when you're like oh, a light yeah. sheen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A light, a light sheen. Can, eat these hot misting, dogs. A misting of sweat uh, on misting. the brow that only the addict knows when they when they mm-hmm. are about to score mm-hmm. their big. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. 20 hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it yeah but also speaking of mountain dews i was at the uh, i was at the old rite aid yesterday oh. and just happened to be perusing the uh, fridge department yeah. and found the lone single bottle of mountain dew baja blast yeah and i mean did you see the other blasts that they've added no they only had i have i mean i've seen them i've seen them on the internet because you know i stay perusing for new mountain dew baja blast flavors but I saw the lone bottle and you know I blasted off. Did you? You know right. I of course. Of course. And I you know, I didn't go to bed till like two in the morning, but that's how it goes when you drink. Oh, I feel I, I feel good for like fifteen minutes afterwards and then I crash and can't get out of bed for a couple days. There you go. <laughs> but I, I have taste tested both new Baja's blast. I think we're gonna mm, indeed. I think we're yeah. gonna attorneys general yeah, Baja's blast. We're gonna yeah. attorneys general Baja blast. Yeah. I think that's, that's the that only, only right way to do it. Well, Daniel, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a former games industry project manager turned full-time content creator from Northern Ireland. You can find her on iHeartRadio. Uh, whatever that is podcast boss level or you can find her on twitch flying through the cosmos please welcome psyche hi hello i'm so excited to be here i'm psyche aka i guess i have to have an aka so aka the gayest witch on twitch because someone once called me that but i think they were trying to insult me and didn't realize that i actually took it as kind of a compliment (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, say it again. The so gayest witch fire. on Twitch. The gayest witch on Twitch. He said, yeah. I like and that. I quote, you are the biggest gayest woman I have ever seen. And you kind of look like a witch. Nice. And I, I was like, thank you. That's like three compliments <laughs> in one. But yeah, yeah superlatives in there. Like the yeah, biggest, man. the gayest. The, yeah. I mean, wow. like, that's pretty impressive, right? That is. I'm I'm impressed. Take Thank my you. crown, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> How is Northern Ireland? What's the uh, what's the weather like over there? It's, it's wet. Really, oh, really man. wet. I love mm. the fact that I can look Jealous. at my like little weather thing on uh, my desktop, and it has like rain coming, and that's what it says right now. But the other day, it was like rain, sunshine, rain, sunshine, rain, mm. on and off. It ended up settling because uh-huh. it just couldn't decide. <laughs> but it's true. It's like, it never mind, forget it. all the time. Like, that's just the way it is. That's amazing. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And, I mean, hopefully it doesn't inhibit your ability to celebrate 4th of July this weekend. Oh, yeah, we do a lot right. of that here. <laughs> your favorite <laughs> holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, but, like, actually, I think we might have some American neighbors because 4th of July, we moved into this house, like, two years ago. My first... Fourth of July. Like I never noticed it's coming, obviously, because it's not celebrated here. But we mm. had people setting off fireworks, and I was like, "What's wow. that for?" And then I looked at the date, and I was like, "Oh, so oh. I think we do actually have some American neighbors." It's also illegal to set off fireworks here, but they do it anyway. <laughs> that was my next. That was my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to have a license. Nobody does. I, apparently, nobody cares either. Yeah. So <laughs> it still happens. There you go. 
Yeah. Still so, okay. Sounds like Los Angeles. In <laughs> the United States, where which is so dry that a single misplaced firework can uh, just set the whole country on fire. But we, yeah. we, got, we yeah. still got to do it, you know? Still got to do it. That's the way it is. Just blow shit up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids in the middle of the street in Los Angeles, California, just blowing things up, setting off car alarms. It's great. The one there. time I experimented with big fireworks was when I lived in Missouri. I was picking my friend up at the Kansas Perfect. City airport, driving back, and I had like turned off the part of my brain that notices these things because I was living in the middle of Missouri <laughs> and was just like, yeah, it's Missouri. But my friend was like, hey, we've passed like... 40 warehouses that all advertise like having the biggest cheapest best fireworks should we like do something with that and so we got a bunch of fireworks set them off in a park in the middle of the night while very drunk and it was one of the most fun things i've ever done in my life so i will like our younger listeners don't just remove this from your brain but it, it, yeah <laughs> like i i had always looked down upon the uh fireworks culture mm-hmm. and then i did mm-hmm. it and i was like oh right because you're no, blowing cool. things up and it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> exactly you get to make your own little baz Luhrmann film <laughs> <laughs> all right well i like it psyche like it. uh we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today we're gonna talk about something that you're probably not familiar with psyche but that uh i probably need to get familiar with and dj dan all as well uh water wars they're oh, not not right. like a fun squirt gun themed birthday party, yeah, but no, like no. actual <laughs> wars over water are coming to the suburbs of Arizona. And I think the rest of the country will soon follow. Mm. So we're going to talk about that way that it, this is all very patriotic and Fourth of July themed. We're going to talk about that way the country's getting worse. We're going to talk about Republicans getting Google's permission to spam everyone just like ruin your inbox uh so, so that's what one way the country's getting worse and we're also going to talk about some pop culture we're going to get to like maybe <laughs> half of that i don't know it, it, we'll it's, see it's a silly it's going to be a silly episode we can skip to the pop culture part we'll find yeah out. yeah we might just skip <laughs> directly to the pop culture thing <laughs> i want i want to talk about rrr top gun Ooh. maverick my the yeah. two most notable movies i've seen so far this year rrr probably my favorite movie i've seen so far this year top gun maverick america's favorite movie that they've seen <laughs> so far this year so i just want to talk about those all of that plenty more but first psyche we do like to ask our guest what is something from your search history okay I have, okay, do you want to know the most recent or do you want to know the most telling about me as a person? They're both kind of telling about me as a person. I'll probably tell you both. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So my most recent that I think is kind of interesting, I, I googled what is the metaverse because I feel like <laughs> nice. I know what the metaverse is, but then I kind of felt like it it almost feels like it's just a synonym for cyberspace. And mm. I thought that can't be all there is to it. There's got to be more to it. And then I Googled and I did a lot of extensive research. And really, it comes down to that kind of is all there is to it. And I was a bit yeah. disappointed. And I'm like, yeah. do I still kind of just not get it? Or like, what's going on there? Yeah, I think you're I think you're 100% right about that. That's all it is. That's We've had these kind of spaces. We've had these spaces for decades. Yeah, like, and but it's like no, it's like a space corporate. where you can exist with an avatar and like be yourself, but like with a costume on. It's yeah. like, 
like second you do life. Do that VR I'm chat. It's like second life. Exactly. Did no one play second life? Where like I literally remember. I'm so sorry. This is kind of inappropriate, but I remember the most like formative memory I have of second life was this random oh person who clearly had too much time and too much money came up to me and gave me a helicopter and a gun. And oh. <laughs> the helicopter was super cool. The gun fired, let's just say, weird representations of genitalia out of it. So, oh, okay. which Sick. was a very Hell second yeah. life thing to happen, right? So, <laughs> right. Extremely so. Yeah, yeah much very, less acceptable like, in first life. Uh, I have found <laughs> handing people helicopters and guns that fire dicks. Yeah, that, the pretty yeah. much, literally, I, I, and I, of course, being, I was quite innocent. I hadn't really spent, I spent some time on the internet, but like not a ton of time on the internet. The first thing I did with the gun was I fired it and it just started firing out this stream of dicks. And I was just yeah, like, there you go. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I, I Googled it. The reason I actually Googled it was because I'd had multiple companies had approached me and had clearly they've learned that the metaverse has a bit of a bad reputation. And they mm. were approaching me about these interesting opportunities and they were not being very specific about what it was. And then halfway mm. through the email chain, they would kind of produce the, by the way, it's on the metaverse. And I'd be like, oh no. Okay, I'm going to Google. Because like, what's yeah, going exactly. on here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was that. The, um, yeah, I feel like I, there's always, when you, when you read companies like PR, like, and like all, all the stuff they're talking about, like the official strategy and like what we're mm -hmm. doing and uh, what our company's footprint is this coming oh, God, year yeah. and the media landscape, they they're excited about the metaverse. I don't, I haven't met a single person who's like, actually, it's pretty cool. It's like better yeah. than you might think. Like not a single one. Nope. No. I've met people who will ride for literally anything who are like actually dave matthews bands like secretly <laughs> one of the best bands <laughs> but they will not ride for the i can't find the person who no. rides for the metaverse Zeitgang, if you are out there if somebody is like you know like people are we're too hard on the metaverse uh let us know but i do think it just completely and unequivocally sucks and it's just mark zuckerberg yeah. is frozen at the peak of his uh, success and fame and is like, wait a second. Like, he's still interested and impressed by things that yeah. would have been more impressive to people like in the year 2008. Yeah, I'm truly, I'm really open-minded. Like, if someone can come up with a really great use case for it or like some reason I should care, I am so there. I'm totally fine with that. I will completely revise my opinion. But no one has been able to do that so far. So right. I'm just sitting here going... <laughs> right yeah yeah and i feel like they wouldn't even let somebody hand you a helicopter and a gun that no. fires dicks like no. it sounds like that. you were a child at the time and it was like a grown-up well, who did that i was which... a uh middle teenager so yeah still a child so maybe they shouldn't like, be allowed yeah. to they probably but, should you know, be no, <laughs> I don't think so i'm not gonna fair. complain about that maybe, maybe <laughs> no, i should shut fair. up about that should I tell you my second one as well? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I do a lot of writing outside of like streaming and gaming and stuff. And uh, one of the probably best descriptions of me as a human being and probably why I'm definitely on a list somewhere. <laughs> I frequently Google weird stuff because I'm writing something. And one thing I Googled once and my partner yelled at me. He was like, you can't just search for things like that was how many stab wounds does it take to kill a person? 
Yeah. I'm like, obviously, <laughs> I don't want to know for me. Yeah. But like, I mean, is it a case of it, it? Like, it doesn't matter if you get like 53 in the foot. Is that going to kill you? Or does it have to be in somewhere vital? You know, I need to know these things for writing purposes. It's not yeah. for it any other It does sound like reason. a very no. video game logic to the human body. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's exactly. like, okay, so bit. 53 strikes, doesn't matter where I hit them. I yeah. may play too many video games. <laughs> right. <laughs> Min- min-maxing our stabs. Yeah, like right? <laughs> yeah. You get it. <laughs> I just very I, much so. I, I wish we could like cut to the last person who Googled that and they're just like standing there with a bloody knife in their hand, just being like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And uh, they're not looking many... at me and going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where? So I'm at 23 right now. What, what are we <laughs> looking many, at? What do I need? <laughs> mid oh, shit, mid close stabbing tab, Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. All right. What is something you think is overrated? All right. Look, we're coming to, well, we're already at the end of Pride Month. So speaking as a bisexual person, uh, rainbow capitalism. Mm. Pride Month just ended and literally you could see from the 30th of June into the 1st of July, literally in real time, watching corporations changing their like profile pictures back to their like standard picture instead of it being like their pride picture or whatever. Right. And that just... I don't know. It feels kind of like you're expected as a queer person to just give them a high five or, right. or like a gold star or something and let them just off with not caring about queer people the rest of the year. And ah, that's nonsense. Yeah. Super overrated. Yeah. Really right. annoys me. <laughs> yeah. Do they have like an interstitial in between where they're like, enough of that shit and go I back to I feel like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the message. And it's so weird because I actually, okay, not to give corporations too much credit because like, I hate doing that. But at the same time, I did see a really good example where Intel, for anyone who doesn't know, tech company known very well for their processors. Mm. And also, well, there was another company, I've forgotten who it was, but um, they made, Intel made a tweet where they basically said, we don't, like at the beginning of Pride Month, we don't need to change our profile picture because we've had a Pride profile picture all year round. We don't see the point in changing okay. it just, okay. just for June, which I thought was quite nice. And like Xbox has their pride controllers mm-hmm. and they they were actually like super vocally arguing with people in their comments on Twitter about like people who are saying, oh, we, nobody wants to see this. And they were like, yeah, nobody yeah. wants your opinion in it. You still felt the need to express it. So like, I like that they're doing that. Again, don't want to give corporations too much credit because obviously right. it's still right. for money. But I still think that's pretty cool. And it's nice seeing things like that. But you you see the difference where you just watch them ticking off, like everyone's changing back to normal. It's just wild. Right. I think there's definitely kinds of engagement, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. there's engagement that definitely positively supports the message because there's, you know, the pure rainbow capitalism is just like buy our shirt because we put a rainbow on it. Yes. But then there's the let's use this as an opportunity to spread good information to promote you know, creators and promote, you know, people who are company sponsors Mm -hmm. that deserve an extra light. There's there are ways to go about it that despite it being in the umbrella of rainbow capitalism, at least, you know, participates in the support of the history of the month and like why it is happening and why it Mm -hmm. is important versus just, you know, kind of what you're saying. So uh, that Intel's doing that, that Xbox is doing that. I also saw Bungie doing something similar to the uh, creators of Destiny. Yeah, Bungie, like, just really going in on being, like, Destiny and Bungie games are for everybody. People be like, we don't need this. And they're like, mm-hmm. we don't need you is yeah. kind of the, that's 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 You're the way to do it. seeing them being a lot more active and also yeah. having some of these companies that actually go out of their way outside of June to actively promote people that are yeah. LGBTQI+, for example, or, yeah. like, outside Black History Month promoting Black content creators and, and people mm-hmm. that they work with. 
and not making it be about like this person is a minority. It's more this person does cool shit and we don't get to see it enough. And that's really, really cool. So there are companies doing well. And then there are companies that are just not making any effort whatsoever. They've got like a scheduled thing to change their profile picture and a scheduled thing to turn it back off again. Right. Yeah. 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 What is something you think is underrated? I'm going to probably tell you too much about myself, but I think going to lunch or dinner solo, I think is super underrated. I need alone time to recharge. And I think there's this really weird stigma about like not going places on your own. And when I when I worked in the games industry, I used to be like my brain was constantly active and having even just like a 45 minute break where I could go and treat myself to something nice to eat and just spend time with myself was really, really powerful. And I think yeah. that goes for things like going to the movies by yourself. Everyone looks at you funny, but the who movies cares? by myself. I do too. I'm like, I think it's great. And I think, you know what, if I want to go see a movie and my partner doesn't want to go and whatever, like I'll I'll go by myself. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally so that's support mine, that. definitely. I've, I've like recently realized like I need to start scheduling because I'm the same. I, I don't know. Is, is there like official psychological literature on the like introverts need to be alone to recharge? Because it definitely feels know. true for me. But it feels that way. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's anything yeah. actually official or if like because I know a lot of the resources that are related to like introvert versus extrovert are kind of problematic. Right. But, yeah. They're all like from yeah. some company that created it to be like yeah. better capital drone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I have realized that like I need to make plans like I, I had a thing where we like went with another family on like a road trip for a weekend and I was like never alone for the whole weekend. Mm. And then I came back and like the whole week I was just like dead and had no energy. And so yep. now I'm like realizing like I need to like actually not just be like notice it, but to actually like plan around it and like yes. have like, but you know, set some alone time aside, even if it's just like an afternoon or whatever. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Full support on that one. And also on a very like, not brain helpful, but just (laughs) kind of scheduling helpful, way easier to get into restaurants. Let me just say, (laughs) you want if you want to go to if you want to go to a busy place, go by yourself. Yeah. Grab a single seat. It's incredible. You You want to sit at the bar at a sushi place? Easy. New ramen spot? Get that lope. Get that single spot. Yeah. It's great. Although the bar (laughs) at the sushi spot, I'm thinking they're going to want to talk to me. Oh, that's I true. That. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to. Do you have anything like back by the bathroom facing the wall? Just, uh, <laughs> In the reckon. shadows yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some serious stuff and then get to some pop culture stuff. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. 
And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back and yeah so there's a new yorker article i have to talk about it every time i read a new yorker article i, I just it gives me a sense of pride that is built into me from uh when i was much younger and i i've noticed that i just do this every time i'm like oh well read that new yorker <laughs> article this better be a story on the daily Zeitgeist. um but anyways it was a compelling article that you know we've talked about the crumbling water supply in right. the United States, how much it comes from the Colorado River uh, in the southwestern United States. And there was an article, like I, I have, you know, tried to imagine what that's going to look like in my own, you know, world and neighborhood. And this article does a really good job of kind of telling us it's a, you know, neighborhood in Scottsdale, Arizona where people like they they basically like can't get water there the normal way so people either have water delivered on a truck monthly if they can afford it um some have spent tens of thousands of dollars drilling wells and the article actually opens with this person talking about how their neighbor just got done putting a 960 foot dry hole in like which means they drilled 960 feet into the ground and there was just like no water 
down there. Wow. But nice. yeah, and then, you know, so then some people like organized a like water consortium and then everybody like people started like com- criticizing them it's mostly looks like you know sniping on facebook and stuff like that but the the details that jumped out to me are just first of all it's not changing like after all the discussions that this writer had with like this planned community of people and like how they already have way too many people in this area. Like they were driving down the community's mostly unpaved roads and like saw dozens of new houses under construction. Like people are just, you know, we're we're just we're gonna keep driving in the same direction until the car we're in is engulfed in flames at the bottom of the ravine we just drove off of. Like that's mm-hmm. just the american way there will be fireworks in the trunk so it'll look cool as hell <laughs> awesome. when it happens but explosive and sick and then there's just like a lot of faith in the old way of doing things and like that well the old bones of the system is is gonna work out for us there's still people like putting in like offers on all these houses that are being built and they're like well they're not gonna let a community in like one of the most wealthy towns in Arizona like go without water and it's like well there's surely not not gonna be water for you guys what the fuck are you talking about it also just feels like a good metaphor for like a couple of the like we're we're facing a similar thing in a couple of important places like Mm -hmm. a broken system that is only getting more broken but we're like too afraid to abandon like the democratic party i don't know i'm like just digging deeper and deeper into the like completely dry sand searching for the energy that used to be there and coming up dry it just felt like this is a story about right now in a community in arizona but it's a story about kind of everything in america right now this reminds me so deeply of like the idea of of procrastination and that like you know, I think we convince ourselves sometimes that like getting the task started is harder than the actual task itself. Yeah. And unfortunately, the longer we wait on stuff like this, mm-hmm. the bar for that task just gets higher and the task itself does get harder. Yeah. And yeah. it's a just needing to get started kind of thing that seems so difficult for, like you said, <laughs> to really get going. I mean, like any politics in this country, but like it's it's just... um. these kinds of things like you said it's not going to change the old way is not going to come back and i think the sooner that people start to understand and accept that we could get over that initial procrastination hurdle and actually maybe start to make progress because if we just keep going this way like you said fireworks ravine explosion that's right fireworks ravine explosion Um. yeah (laughs) (laughs) how's a how how does it look from northern ireland psyche so Uh, it's weird. I, I feel like I can see parallels in some ways. Now, granted, not with something like water. I, as an example, whenever this is so weird, but the only time I've ever experienced like w- trouble having actual water was uh, in 2010, we had a really, really bad snowstorm. And like mm-hmm. Ireland doesn't tend to get like particularly extreme weather, but we had real like a blizzard. My roof like was leaking everything. Wow. We had people running their water uh, 24-7 to try and stop the pipes from freezing, oh. which obviously is a problem. 
And in Ireland, a place that rains literally all the time, yeah, it, we started to run out of water and we, our water supplies were really like dwindling super, super fast. So we had water rationing and we had trucks coming and delivering water. We had, wow. a, I lived in a village at the time and a, a truck came and delivered water and people could go down and collect water at that, like, because it was just in, in the center of the village. Mm. And I, I still remember my friend at the time who lived like in the countryside having to get water from like a stream. And I was just like, what, what is happening? Like this country, it rains all the time. And then suddenly there's a snowstorm and now we have no water. What is going on? Because right. obviously that's not how it works. And infrastructure is actually like not built for X, then it can't provide what it's supposed to provide anymore. Right. So from from my perspective, I see this and I think I do think it's wild. But you talk about how um, the the old ways aren't working anymore, and that you kind of need to like get past that before you can start moving forward. And that's definitely mm. something that like I can see a kind of mirror image of that in Northern Ireland in our politics because mm. we have like a I'm not going to get into it in depth, but there's we have a very interesting. There's many many parties in Northern Ireland, but there are two in particular who just cannot work together because yeah, they have right. a power share government they can't work together so they just don't get anything done mm. which means that there's tons of things happening like bits of things are falling apart and like for, at the moment we there's some supplies we cannot get because of various like customs checks and stuff mm. and they just can't get together to agree on something so that we can right. move forward and get it done uh, yeah the the thing i feel like I've seen and I've I've read about in situations like the snowstorm you're mentioning is mm-hmm. that when people are put into those crisis situations like they surprise themselves and like the community around them surprises them with like how well people come together and just like yes. fill the hole and do the thing that needs to get done so that people have water mm-hmm. and that's that's something that like I I guess I I didn't have kind of associated with this story in my mind but I do think like that is once everybody's willing to just be like all right well that's dead like now it's on us yeah. like what do we what do we do now I think we're going to surprise ourselves with like the the creativity that we're able to come up with but I do does, think people do yeah. surprise you in a crisis situation for sure yeah mm-hmm. so I don't think it's as hopeless as sometimes it, it feels like it just mm. we uh, eventually are going to come to the point where it's like, well, that is no longer there. Right. Like yeah. that water, stru- water infrastructure or Democratic Party no longer works, no longer mm-hmm. can work. What, what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about another thing that uh, American capitalism has ruined, and that is email. <laughs> because <Woo>! so <laughs> it, it's just it's basically like I don't know I I want to ask the question like what can't capitalism ruin is there anything that is not <laughs> going to be ruined by capitalism because nothing sacred nothing <laughs> yeah truly like so basically the latest development is that like Google was banning was like you know identifying political ads and sending them to spam filters. And a Republican by the name of Dr. Ronnie Johnson, who you might remember, I think that's his name, or Ronnie Jackson, Jackson. Ah. You might remember is the guy who gave everybody drugs in the White House, like was the, um, <laughs> oh, was the speed was, oh, the drug dealer mm-hmm. for like, Got I it. think both the Obama White House and, oh my God. and the Trump White House. And uh, Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, he was Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> that was his nickname. And mm. then he, I think he 
got drunk and wrecked a government vehicle <laughs> at a Secret Service going away party. What a legacy. So sick. So like, <laughs> but like Trump was like, we want him to head the VA, I think. And everyone was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that that guy's like basically your drug dealer. Why would why would he head the VA? He doesn't have any sort of like mass administrative experience. And then he got drunk. I, I think like just Part of him was like, oh, man, I'm in way over my head. I better do what old Dr. Ronnie Jacks does when he's in over his head and get drunk and wreck a government vehicle. And so that that was the end of all that. So he was relegated to taking a job as a U.S. congressman and got elected in 2020, made headlines for claiming that the Omicron variant was a conspiracy concocted by the Democrats. And he was also noticing that his emails that he kept sending out to uh, the people he was trying to get to give him money were getting spent to, sent to spam. And so he went on a rant about how Google's Gmail was actively suppressing Republican emails and sending them to the spam folder, which <sighs> he claimed was a form of election interference. And like a new uh, North Carolina State University study actually did find Republican emails were more likely to go to spam folders in Gmail than other services like Outlook, but it's less a conspiracy and more that Republicans send a lot of bad spam, like, which, which <laughs> yes, was known. Thanks. Like just Trump's campaign has sent out emails like, Mislead, using misleading subject lines that read as a message from friends or family mm. and like subject lines that appear to be an email bounce back notification, like just all yeah. the like phishing tactics, just go right. hard as hard as you can to get as much money from these people as you can. Um, but the Democrats do this shit, too. Like there was a um, I was just going to say, yeah, the Democrats just sent out a final notice. May Democrat membership pending. May Democratic membership pending? Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't remember signing up in the first place. You have 17 missed messages to renew your Democratic membership, bro. This is your <laughs> final notice to renew your membership before tonight's critic, uh, critical end of month deadline. That is from the Democratic Party. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it sucks. But anyways, they sued Google to be like, you're doing bad stuff. And Google was like, all right, I don't know, whatever, fine. We, we, uh, so basically now they can like apply for the, it, it's a bill that seeks to make it illegal for email service providers to automatically put campaign messages into the spam folder, pilot program for political parties to bypass, bypass spam detection systems. So, yeah, it's just like because they are powerful, the Republican Party is able to reach out to Google and get them to let 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 them like ruin your inbox. Nice. It, you know, on this, this this really feels like kind of a like a weighing of a weighing of priorities thing for Google here, because I know we've all seen those like Senate hearings or whatever, where they're basically grilling. Is it, is it Sundar Pichai, who's the um, CEO of Google, basically grilling him on. So does my phone know where I am? Right. If I go sit on the other side, is it going to know that I'm sitting with with my with the, our friends on the left over here? And he's like, you you have to turn on location services, like mm -hmm. answer the question. And it feels like this, this whole like 
spam thing, I don't think they necessarily or Google necessarily sees it as a problem. Like what you're saying, they're just like, yeah, fine, whatever, just send your damn emails, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, it, it, it all just mixes in with every other email that people are getting. Like every, I, I, every day, I feel like I'm unsubscribing to lists I didn't even know that I was on. Yep. And then three days later, I'm getting another email from that same thing. And it's like, well, you needed to allow 10 days for the unsubscription to go through. So we'll keep sending you emails for the uh -huh. next 10 days. And it's like, it just keeps piling on to the point where it's like, I have like two or three emails that I need to check per day, basically. I mean, like there's there's more. This is personal email. Work emails are different. But there's like three actual personal emails that I need to check a day maximum out of the maybe 30 or 40 that I get. Right. And it just it just it does not feel like a problem to I mean, to our our email providers. Yeah, they Doesn't don't give like a fuck issue. about them because no, we are not. Fuck. We are not yeah. their constituent. The no. corporations are their constituent. They're there mm -hmm. to keep things mm -hmm. moving smoothly, and yeah, it's it's just bad. I I feel like it, it's just interesting to think about like all the technologies that capitalism has ruined. Like email was yeah. useful and a great idea for a few years, and then it mm -hmm. got flooded with spam, and like it's just like an arms race between like marketers and the technology companies to like you know keep it from making their product unusual unusable mm -hmm. but then the big technology companies eventually get worn down or they get you know so successful that they have friends in high places mm -hmm. you know i were i used to work for a website that like made wrote articles list articles that were full of content and were not like did not have ads that were like following you around and tracking mm. which direction your eyeball was looking and <laughs> now like any it's to the point that like when i read articles not on just like random websites but on like news articles it's like they have the most deceptive ads that are like there to trick you into clicking on them at all costs. Yep. Like even at the cost of continuing to read the article you were there to read. Like it's just it's wild. It's all broken. And it's yeah, it's all it just is the evolution of all technologies, it seems like. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I don't know. I, I mentioned this on my stream the other day because I, I feel maybe I'm just really cynical, but I feel like social media as a whole has changed so very, very much from mm. like when it first started. I feel like I don't really understand. And I don't think it's just because I'm getting older because I feel like that's the immediate like jump to is that, yes. oh, yeah, as you as you get older, social media makes less sense. But like I've been on social media since its inception and mm. I just feel like not I like I don't understand Instagram anymore. I feel like I don't know what it wants from me. I don't it like I don't know what to to put on. I'm constantly plagued with ads and it's half the time it's stuff that's like creepily relevant to me and then the other half it's like I don't even know why you think I would want to see this. Yeah. So I don't I don't really feel like I understand how to engage with it. It's not the same as it was before. If that makes sense. That's what the best and brightest minds of the past 20 years have been working on is making yeah, sure. making uh Twitter and well I I feel like Twitter like is the thing that has saved it is that they suck at marketing and like so <laughs> yes, those, the, the, the ads do. aren't like ever relevant and so they're easy to skip but Never. like Instagram you know the best and brightest minds instead of like building 
our infrastructure rebuilding or fixing U.S. infrastructure or oh, we'll talk like about that infrastructure in around the country. <laughs> they go into marketing, work for these massive, you know, technology yeah. companies and find ways to market. Like that's yeah. that is the big evolution of the past 20 years is like marketing has gotten way better for brands, not for humans. Yes. It has taken away yeah. our uh, free will, <laughs> but, but <laughs> that minor pesky thing. <laughs> Good old free will. I also feel like we're kind of in an arms race of efficiency in that like email used to be good because it was quick and it was like, I can send you a letter over the internet. But right. nowadays it's like you're competing with Slack, with Discord, yeah. with text messages right. about like getting messages to people. And so there's this like need to make your email so urgent. It's like you're saying it's like you have to sign up now. Urgent, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like email is quickly losing relevance at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like these kinds of I mean, I, I, I guess it's it's interesting to see. I mean, I will say you know, I'm I'm typing stop into my phone so often these days from whatever political text messaging that I'm getting being like, hey, this is Nancy Pelosi, and we really need to talk. I'm just like, stop. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's like, as they look for new venues to kind of like grab your attention in this kind of like market of instantaneous interaction, it's like emails really phasing out. And so yeah. I think the spam thing is almost kind of in that last desperate attempt to hold on to this kind of archaic technology. Yeah. yeah. And and make yeah, just like the last. I think that's probably also what's happening is Google is like, well, nobody fucking uses Gmail anymore. Sure. Exactly. Fine, exactly. Have whatever. whatever. Who cares? <laughs> we're we're working on a new technology where, you know, in two years we'll be recording this podcast over Zoom and Nancy Pelosi will join and start asking <laughs> us to she'll join the chat and start, exactly. Yeah. We see we have a really, really great thing in Northern Ireland. I'm I'm not even I, like, I realize again, I sound so cynical, but in Northern Ireland, we're so behind, like, businesses are behind, po po politics is behind. We don't use email here. Like, we obviously we use email for, like, online communication, but I mean, like, our political parties don't use email. They don't use social media. They don't have a website really? half the time. I, they're really behind. It's so weird. Like, I, it's, it's something as simple as, like, having a... Um, a business that you want, like my hairdresser or mm. my tattoo artist, I want to book something and they take all of their bookings through Facebook. And I'm like, I don't have a Facebook anymore. I got rid of it a long time ago. Like, can I wow. call you or email you or, or something? Do you have a website with a contact? Like, none, no businesses here have that. And like political parties, I still get just leaflets through my mailbox. I don't oh, get a digital amazing. version of it. Wow. I it's still get leaflets. Interesting, yeah, think. yeah, for sure. I yeah. get leaflets, but they oh, also, yeah, my see, they email don't. I just think they don't know email exists. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> I'm not trying to be super, super cynical. I swear. I know that that's like uh, it goes against the fact that I'm always arguing with people that yes, in fact, in Northern Ireland we do have the internet and electricity and cars because some people <laughs> seem to think we don't. But like at the same time, businesses and like the, it, as far as the government is concerned, it's really like stuck in the past. I don't know why. Hmm. It's bizarre. Yeah. Sounds like you might be leapfrogging certain technologies. Like maybe yeah, we don't we have do email, that. but then it's like, but we have the next thing after so like, TikTok already. We had so cell phones like, that we call them mobiles, but like mm -hmm. we had SMS messaging before the US did. Like oh, wow. whenever, which is really weird because you you guys had like uh, pagers, right? We we had pagers. And we we had, didn't have uh, those, right? We've had. 
We've had some stuff. (laughs) So we didn't have pages or anything like that, but we had SMS Mm. messaging like really, really super early on. Interesting. And I still remember when I met like my online friends in the US and I'd be like, because I use LiveJournal or whatever, and I'd be talking to them and they didn't have SMS messaging or like they knew of it because it was something that existed, but like it was quite expensive. So they just didn't have it. They they used their pager instead or whatever. And I always thought... Why is it that like Northern Ireland was ahead of something technologically speaking, yet we still can't use email? Like, what is that? Yeah, so we're definitely it's doing the leapfrog effect. Yes, the leapfrog exactly. Well, hey, we'll see what the next technology is that pops up. You could be like, actually, no, I'm kind of glad that we skipped email for yeah. this. <laughs> right, whatever that may be. Right. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. 
Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back. And we had the option between, you know, a third straight story about just the way that America is devolving and falling apart. Or we could just move over to the fact that it's the midpoint of the year, which means that uh, we get a bunch of year in culture in review lists coming out. (laughs) Best movies of the year so far. So That's we're going to so do a little funny. year in culture in review in review year so far in culture in review in review. I love how we've added that to the list of like, OK, it's not just the best films of 2022. It's the best films of the first six months. Of 2022. <laughs> I love it. I love we it. We got to have it. Got yeah. it. I'm with it. Hey, I support it. I added a whole section about video games to this. So I'm good. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. so the main thing like I was I, I just feel woefully behind on TV. Mm. I am more of a movie bitch. I just Mm. think it's more efficient. You get the whole thing in a single (laughs) go. There you go. So, And I've been really enjoying a couple movies. I'll talk about RRR maybe later if we have time. Nothing but good things. So the TV show, the streaming shows list, like the only thing I've really watched so far is Severance, Mm. which have y'all watched that? I haven't. I've heard really, really good things about it, but I haven't seen it yet. So enjoyable. The, I, I watched, like, The Staircase. It had a strong start. I had seen the documentary. I fell off for, you know, no good reason after, like, three or four episodes. I just, I was basically in it for the part where Colin Firth eats Tony Collette's ass. And oh. once, once that happened, I was like, ah, all right. All right, I, I might. I, I think I get it. Is, is Staircase the one about the opioid epidemic, or am I remembering wrong? No, no, no. This is so. There's a great documentary called The Staircase, and it is this French filmmaker goes and oh, yeah, covers the story of this local politician, novelist who is accused of murdering his wife. His wife's death is. Just very, very strange and confounding. She is found at the bottom of a staircase. Blood is all over the place, but she, her skull is not fractured the way it would be if somebody like beat someone to death. And, but he's there. You know, he says he comes in, finds her after just like sitting in the backyard for a little while. It's very suspicious. He is one of the strangest humans ever captured on film. Hmm. The the husband. Just like all sorts of weird tics. I was like, why would you ever make a dramatized version of this? And then they did it. And Colin Firth is incredible at capturing him and like makes it like slightly more accessible than the documentary because he is so like that you could just like like watching a minute of this person is like, well, I don't know how I feel about human existence now because he's so like (laughs) strange and like hard to wrap your mind around um but anyways (laughs) all of that to say i just learned that so the the movie the 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 documentary the thing that is most notable is that you cannot tell if he did it or not like Mm. 
you you can have your suspicions, which I have. I still change back and forth like years after seeing it. But I always liked this one theory, which was that an owl did it. Oh, my God. Which I've heard yes, of I've, that. You know, it's yeah. really weird. I've never seen the docuseries, but I've heard of that. That's so so it weird. sounds it sounds so dumb that like <laughs> I feel like that is the thing that kept people from letting that reality in is that like basically she has all these cuts on the back of her head that like don't really make sense. And also an owl feather in her like blood matted oh. hair. But, like, they don't really even, like, explore it in the trial. They, they like, devote maybe 15, 20 minutes to it in the documentary. I assumed that this, like, very serious, dramatic thing, HBO series with A-list actors, was just going to breeze right past it. But apparently, after I stopped watching, they go in heavy on the owl theory. Really? And, like, show you a recreation of the crime if the owl had did it. And That's so cool. I'm so excited. So now that, wow. that is something that I'm very excited about. All, all of wow. which to say, The Staircase, watch the docuseries and then watch the HBO show if you if you feel like it. I'm clearly going in on that because that sounds like it's something that's right up my alley. It's, I do find true crime yeah. really interesting, but the oil theories got me sold. <laughs> wow, that it's really is that really fascinating. Wild. But yeah, there's a bunch of, I mean, We Own the City has been on my list for a long time that I just like need to, but like a prehistoric planet, uh, which yes. is like planet Earth, but uh, with dinosaurs, dinosaurs, which like that, that's also something I can watch with my kids. And David Attenborough. Class, and classic. David Attenborough. Love David Attenborough. All I need, need in my life is a little <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> And then there's a movie called Neptune Frost. I, I feel like I've done a decent job of like seeing all the movies I wanted to see. There's this new movie called Neptune Frost that looks really cool. Mm. It might be shown at your local art house theater. Go watch the trailer. And if you're anything like me, you will you will want to see it. But yeah, I've seen, I think my favorite movie of the year is RRR, but Worst Person in the World, also very good. Psyche, have you heard of RRR? So I hadn't. And then I looked it up earlier today. And do you know what's really stupid? There was a pe- there was like a picture from the movie. Mm-hmm. And I became completely convinced that the name was not RRR. It was like, er, like, because <laughs> 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 the picture had like an animal in it. And they were looking at each other. And I was like, oh, maybe that, maybe I'm misinterpreting what it's called. And then I was like, no, you're being stupid. No, I get what it is. But it looks like, it looks like it's really, really good. It's something that I had not heard of, like, at all. It completely passed me by. Same and same. But I have heard nothing but incredible things people saying like rejoicing Mm -hmm. in the theater i've seen a twitter video of like people lighting off fireworks at the conclusion of the movie like like there was a whole team of people that brought sparklers into a movie yeah and we're just like (laughs) it was like someone was bringing a (laughs) bottle into the club and you had like all the people following them around with sparklers but it was the end of a movie in an actual movie theater it was like so it really makes me want to see it but i'm not Mm. gonna lie i also hear it's three hours long (laughs) It is yeah. three hours long. I watched it in two movie. chunks. I watched it <laughs> okay. on my laptop. Oh. And the two things that should be wildly diminishing to the effect of a film. <laughs> and my immediate <laughs> response was just like exuberance, joy, energy. And I also had this feeling like, wait, like everybody who works in movies needs to watch this. And then like, I don't know, maybe all of Hollywood should just take a year off. Like, and just be like, <laughs> just watch this a couple times more and just like be like, oh, oh, wow. It, it's <laughs> oh, just like such a be. leap forward in okay. what an action really movie cool. can be, which is like 
one of my huh. favorite genres of movies. Same. Gang. And it's also a musical <laughs> and what? a historical period piece. It's okay. like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, Inglorious Bastards, and Braveheart were put in a blender and like and also like some crouching tiger because the action like does new things with action that like you haven't seen that I'm sure every action movie is going to try and mimic but it was like yeah they put all those movies in a blender and came out with something that's like much better than any of them and I like those wow. movies I also wow. I think it's way better than Top Gun Maverick and I really liked Top Gun Maverick too. I really liked Maverick actually I was yeah. surprised I liked the original Top Gun but like my partner was super into the original Top Gun because like he's a real plane nerd like he loves jets mm. And Hell he's yeah. always been like a jet nerd. So we went to this and he was like, I don't know if I want to go see this because like, what if, what if they, what if they do the Tomcat dirty? I'm not going to be okay with it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you can't talk like that about a plane. <laughs> so we went to the Oh, I thought that's what he called it. Tom Cruise. Was the Tomcat. <laughs> what <are> the- <laughs> Maybe we do. But we went, so we went and we were like, um, I, we just have to, we have to just, just sit down and see. And I, loved it i was really surprised that i liked it so much it was really really good and it, like i think a lot of people some people had said that it was kind of like cringe or whatever and i was like like did you see the original talk <laughs> like it was pretty cringe but like it was good so yeah i know i thought maverick was great yeah it could have been gayer like it like the like <laughs> could have been the, leaving leaving the original like that that was one of the more yeah. notable undertones slash overtones I was maybe just say, tones oh, of the yeah, first Top go. Gun uh, and they kind of took it out of this Top that's Gun that's true they needed more sweaty bodies playing volleyball yes <laughs> but alright I, I seed the floor at this point because oh. I have some takes on games I bet I bet you do but I think these people are tired of hearing me talk gaming well well, uh, from my Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, it's it, as as awesome of a year as it has been for television and film already. It has also been a banger year for video games and for a couple of reasons. One of which is that, you know, of course, during the pandemic, there was a lot of pushing back of video games that were supposed to come out in 20 and 2021. And we are kind of hitting a excess of games that are like, OK, finally ready for release but also titles from companies that are very storied like from software who's famous for you know the uh, the the souls games souls born games from gorilla who made the first horizon zero dawn uh and from game freak the people behind pokemon like big companies finally releasing the next chapter of whatever they were working on coming out in 2022 and feeding people so many great games, some of which oh, yeah. I am completely incapable of completing, uh, as contrary to Psyche, who is a master and who is destroying <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but just awesome, awesome games that are coming out. And so, you know, name off the bat, a couple that came out this year, Elden Ring, Horizon yeah. Forbidden West, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and even smaller titles, smaller-ish titles like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, which is just a nostalgia overload, this awesome new game Neon White, which is like a first-person shooter mm-hmm. speedrunning game, and Tunic, which is this really cute kind of like Zelda-style game, but with an awesome Fox character, and it has yeah. kind of like tilt-shift animation style. But like, Psyche, what are you feeling about games this year so far? I am really, really thrilled because I have been a person who has never in my life been able to complete a Soulsborne game, so like Dark mm. Souls or Sekiro or Bloodborne. I've never finished one. I mm. get frustrated really easily. I'm not like a rage gamer, but at the same sure. time, like I played Dark Souls 3 and I got to a point where I just got super, super frustrated and couldn't finish it. Elden Ring, I finished. 
and it took me a hundred and thank you a hundred and something hours and i i did it all on stream and i Hell really yeah. really loved it and i was actually really genuinely surprised that i was so into it. i expected myself to play it for a while and then just get like kind of burned out on it but it's definitely at least at the moment my game of the year um oh, wow, i think they did sure. a really really great job with it I'm and feeling. Can you describe like the game to people who haven't played it, like us? To Jack, <laughs> to, like, um, <laughs> I, I beat it I too, say... but I don't. I, enough talk uh, out of, of me. Go did, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Only took me I seventy hours. Say... But, uh... Like, think, think like um, a hardcore game where you have to go. Th- it's very punishing. You have to uh, fight your way through bosses that get increasingly difficult. But there's like a really great underlying story. It's open world, so you have a lot of places to explore. And it was really, really beautiful. And like, there's a story, something with Soulsborne games that isn't like the lore is really fun and interesting, but they tend to hide it in like item descriptions or like a weird little hidden location that you find. And then you find out the lore about a character or whatever. And that's what Elden Ring does. And I really, really liked it. I think they did a really great job of not kind of like shoehorning you into like a very linear path, which is great for some people and not so great for others. It just happened to be great for me because it meant mm. I could do whatever the heck I wanted, which I really liked. Right. <laughs> but I think Definitely. we've got so much to do this year and we've got lots to look forward to as well, which is really cool. Very much lots to look forward to. Another note on Elden Ring that I think is worth mentioning is that was the game that was touted as a collab with George R. R. Martin, who was just yes, coming off true. the wild, relative, huge mm. roller coaster of success that was Game of Thrones. But, oh, yeah. but now you that I've never heard of. Yeah, no, Game no one's heard of that. But, okay. <laughs> but the um, <laughs> the success, I think there's definitely, you know, an advancement in the storytelling in from software games with Elden Ring, partially helped by George R. R. Martin. So I think that's just worth mentioning in terms of accounting for the mm-hmm. awesome success of that of that game. Even though I literally can't get past the first ten hours of that game, and I'm just putting it down because I'm getting upset. Uh, but another another piece of games industry success that I want to highlight is the proliferation of subscription services like Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. I think that, you know, you could look at another subscription service and be like, ugh, I don't want to pay for another Hulu, Netflix, whatever. Yeah. But I think the value that you get out of something like Xbox Game Pass when games are 60 to $70 flat and in, and in certain parts of the world even more expensive than that, like paying $10 a month to have access to AAA games and also indie titles gives you the kind of like, you know what, I can try this game for a little bit if I wasn't planning on playing it because it's included in this thing that I pay yeah. for as a monthly. And for indie games that like you may have never even considered or heard of, like just as an example, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that I was just talking about, it's like $25 on Steam. And I think, you know, I've beat the campaign, which is like 16 levels, took me like Three hours, is three this hours, four hours. Where there's an indie game that is a like massive franchise that is like, how did they how they pull that off? So you know what what ha- basically what happens is like smaller companies. Let me let me pull up home. Let me pull up like exactly my favorite indie film of uh, the past four years is Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that little indie company. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the developer is this company called Tribute Games, which is this company out of uh, Montreal. And they make these kinds of like, you know, basically like uh, 16 bits um, arcadey looking games. But they wanted to recreate the the tr- very traditional uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like arcade game like there's that you know it's a classic cabinet game right next to the Simpsons game oh. where you have your four sticks you have your kick you have your jump you have your your I don't even, I think that was it I think it was kick and jump where your yeah. your punch and your jump were your two abilities that you had overall and people would just dump quarters into those games over and over and over and they had such appeal that like tribute decided to grab onto that nostalgia and 
take the IP and bring it back in this awesome package that's like super consumable, super fun to play. You can play it with six people at a time, which kind of gets a little crazy on the screen. Mm. But my main point is that it's 25 bucks on Steam. And I think there's a lot of people who look at what would be a three hour investment of time and be like, I don't really think that's worth my 25 bucks. Yeah. But when it comes Great. to something for like some people, but for something like exactly. that for me, there go you ahead. go. It's such a God yeah. gamer over here. But like <laughs> when you have Xbox Game Pass or a service like that, also not sponsored content, just throwing it out there that you, you know, you are more open to trying these kinds of things out. And, you know, after the uh, Xbox and Bethesda game presentation, yes. when so many of those games were mm-hmm. like day one on Game Pass, you look at that. And, and for those who are unaware, uh, Microsoft owns Xbox. They recently acquired Bethesda, which is a game company or a game developer. And they did a presentation called this thing called Summer Games Fest 2022, where they showed the next year or two years of video games that are coming out. And basically, after every trailer, it said day one on Game Pass, pretty much like I would say 80 to 90 percent of the games Mm -hmm. day one on Game Pass, which means that if you are a subscriber to Game Pass, you have everything that you want to play for the next year is just at your fingertips. The second it comes out, you don't have to pay anything extra. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. play this awesome game. Go for it. Didn't they even confirm that like Starfield is going to be, I think, they said day one Game Pass and Starfield for for anyone who doesn't know Starfield is like for me as a person who Mm. plays space games a lot. I saw and also was obsessed with Skyrim. I saw this as like the Skyrim in space kind of idea and went, this is the perfect game for me. It has everything I need. Like you can you can fly your spaceship. You can build your own spaceship. You can Mm -hmm. build bases on planets. You can fly Mm -hmm. around in space. You have an Mm -hmm. RPG as well. I thought this was amazing. And then they were like day one game game pass for like 10 bucks a month. That's wild. That's amazing. It's it's an it's an amazing service. And I think, you know, uh, again, I think there's definitely ups and downs to the subscription mm-hmm. model of video games for sure. Um, and that some smaller companies might not be seeing that the revenue that they would like. Yeah. But but while the subscription service itself gets more people to play their games, it's definitely like a give and take for sure. Yeah, for sure. But it allows people that access. And I think access is the thing that gets people to contribute more to the, mm-hmm. to the games in general. And just like how many are coming out, it, you know, gamers are eating, as, I, as, as, as they say. Gamers are definitely eating right now. Yeah, they are. Psyche, do you, do you use Xbox Game Pass? I do. Um, well, I'm subscribed. I wouldn't say I use it a ton Fair. at the minute. Fair. Because especially because I've been playing so much Elden Ring up until like two or three weeks ago, Fair. I that was literally the only game I was playing. But I do think it's great, and I I've had it subscribe. There's a lot of people in my community on Twitch that would talk about like you know oh this game just came to Game Pass. There's a game mm-hmm. I'm actually playing right now. I, I'm going to tell you about it. It's also it comes as like an underrated thing for me. Mm-hmm. Vampire Survivors oh. it is so freaking good. It's Big like fan. I don't know like two dollars or you mm-hmm. get it in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I just got a Steam Deck recently. And Congratulations. I, thank you. We have two in our house, which is Ooh. just a really, really dangerous situation. <laughs> two of us are sitting at like two o'clock in the morning on the Steam Deck playing Vampire Survivors for four hours in a row, just recharging the Steam Deck because like, yep. it's so addictive. But That's it's great. really, really fun. And I feel like I keep talking about it to people and they're like, oh my God, I've Googled it. And like, like it looks like a really super retro game and I don't yeah. really think the game plays for me. And then the next day someone says, oh my God, I hate you. I stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning playing <laughs> Vampire Survivors. It's really, really fun. What's so the premise recommend of the game? game. I, lo- I love it's having like... video games <laughs> described to me. Like they <laughs> described, uh, what is it? Like GeoGuessr? So... Or... GeoGuessr. Oh, yeah. yeah. GeoGuessr is amazing. Sorry, yeah. anyway. Like I love um, shit like that, like high concept mm-hmm. stuff where I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. that's really cool. It's like... <laughs> You play as a person who's trying to survive wave upon wave of like 
vampires and bats and zombies and creatures and stuff that just keep spawning at you mm. and you pick up items and as you level up you get like a random selection of items you can pick whichever ones you want and then you yeah. like equip six weapons and six accessories and they completely change how you like attack stuff around you you literally just have to move you don't yep. attack anything you just yeah. move and oh cool it's so weirdly fun like i yeah. i remember the first time i played it i was like what the fuck i, I can't attack i don't understand Right. But it's so good. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it other than that. It's just wild and very, very overstimulating, but very mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> there's there's a style there's a style of game called a roguelike. And the idea of the game mm-hmm. is you're playing the same kind of game over again, but each time you restart it, you get another item or you get a little bit stronger or you just yeah. have more information about how the game goes. And it's a style of game that has, you know, many different versions. Like you think like Enter the Gungeon or Binding of Isaac or mm-hmm. something like that. But a game like Vampire Survivors is taking that form and changing it ever so slightly. And again, I think this all contributes to the whole access to indie games and the access to smaller developers that things like xbox game pass or steam give you where it's like hey you know we don't it's about the concept of the game like if you look at a game like vampire survivors which is just fact of the matter wildly popular it is as psyche said a two dollar game that as psyche also mentioned is very like low graphical Mm. fidelity it's not a super great looking game But that's not the point. The point is they developed this gameplay loop that is so addicting and so fun that Psyche and your partner are staying up to four in the morning playing it (laughs) on the Steam Deck. And also, for those not aware, the Steam Deck is a device that's very similar looking to a Nintendo Switch, but Mm -hmm. you can play games from the library of Steam. So it's like having a computer in your hands that plays so many different games at a really high quality. Like It looks really, really powerful, actually. It looks amazing. But yeah, so it's just like we, we, we are definitely in a renaissance of like indie games and titles just having the access to people who are like, well, let me, you know, I'll check out this random game yeah. for fun because it's like small and it's, you know, cheap and it's really, you know, takes it's 200 megabytes or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll download that. Let's just pop it off. It takes three seconds to download. I'll do it. Well, uh, I couldn't have said it any better myself. You guys really (laughs) summed it up well. uh, What I love about these games and this year in gaming. Psyche, it's been a real pleasure having you uh, on Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, It's been so nice talking to both of you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? So, uh, as you both mentioned earlier, um, Mm. if you would like to listen to me talk with three other wonderful people about uh, games industry stuff and tech stuff and talk to people that we consider to be essentially the real life equivalent of video game bosses, we have a podcast called Boss Level LVL, uh, and you can listen to us on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. And Solid if you want to find me, I'm on a Twitch as Psyche. I stream a lot of different things. I'm very, very nerdy as I'm sure I totally didn't give that impression at <laughs> all today. <laughs> but yes, you can find me on Twitch as Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, and Psyche Plays on pretty much all social media. Yeah. I thought... Sensational. I, I'm like such a gamer, but I thought it was boss and then some Roman numeral, like 50, <laughs> 50. So close. Nailed it. <laughs> Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, actually. So this is just a standalone tweet that I saw the other day. I do not know the person who posted it at all, but it really stood out to me. The person who tweeted it is called Feyre underscore Loon. And they said, recovering people pleasers will be like, I'm in my villain era and it's just politely drawing healthy boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt really 
being personally attacked by that as a person That's who really so struggles to set funny. boundaries. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> that one was a big one for me. I've really enjoyed that. And I keep coming back to it and just yeah. having a little laugh to myself. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That is, I am a recovering people pleaser. I don't think sure. I'm even recovering. One day. Yeah. yeah one of these <laughs> one day. days. Yeah. That's what I should, I should just say. I, I am a, an identified people pleaser. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've identified the tools yet Same. to fix it. <laughs> Super, uh, super producer, DJ Daniel, where that does people me. find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? And what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Well, I just copy pasted it in the chat so that everybody can see it because there's a visual part to it. And I want you both to be able to see that visual part. But uh, before we do that, you can find me on all parts of the internet at DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L. You can find me on Twitch Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays playing video games, Dungeons and Dragons, building computers whatever the hell you want. And yes, please listen to the Boss Level Podcast on iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a great podcast. We have really awesome guests. And and frankly, the, for the past couple of weeks, we've had our hosts doing their own Q&As about you know, their own their own journeys into the streaming world, into content creation, but also the stuff they use to stream. So it's not just, you know, kind of, you know, big picture advice about, you know, getting into it and finding what you want to do, but also very like nuts and bolts, like what do we use to get it done? So I think it's full, chock full of incredible information. So check out the Boss Level Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the tweet that I enjoyed is actually like a response to somebody else talking about Mitch McConnell. And uh, I think the, the original tweet is from Hassan Abi or from, yeah, saying, I want to be 100% microplastics and breathe only coal. Thank God the SCOTUS is stopping the communist federal agencies like the EPA from taking minimal action on PFAs and CO2 pollution. Obviously, that is a sarcastic tweet. But the tweet that I liked that was a response to that was Mitch McConnell celebrating his dubs the past few days. And it's uh-huh. the weird hand monster from <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And when you look at it, it's it does like. It look like they're doing that. It, yeah. it, a, it looks like the throat of a dub, but also that mouth is like exactly Mitch McConnell's mouth. It literally like, is. It oh really God, looks like it. him. And it's really wow. gross. And I'm like, no, yeah, that's that really is what he looks like. He is a demon monster from Pan's Labyrinth. Anyway, <laughs> shout out. That is from at Milano Cookies, <laughs> which really I also good. love. But yeah, that's Those my tweet. Really good. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet mm. I've been enjoying. Jamie Climate tweeted, the hashtag don't look up, missed the part where the Supreme Court says we can't stop the asteroid because that power wasn't written into the Constitution in 1787. <laughs> David East tweeted me, Amazing. good night, darling. I'm so happy to be able to fall asleep next to you. My girlfriend already rotating like a kebab to ensure maximum duvet theft. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason Pargin, author of John hey. Dies at the End, tweeted Shout question, out. go to Google image search and look for desk ornament. And if oh, you do yeah. that, Is this real? and then he said, do you get a bunch of Nazi stuff at the top or, as the top results? And sure enough, uh, really? I, I did. Yeah. Is that shopping or images? Holy crap. Yeah, what? no, it's images. Images for desk ornament. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. That's so lot. wild. Yeah, it's very strange. Anyways, that's, uh, <laughs> he went very viral. And some people were like, oh, shit, cracked lives and stuff. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been out here tweeting interesting stuff like that. Forever, oh, he stays, so. Jason stays tweet. He yeah. hits, he hits the, he hits the <laughs> nerves sometimes for he's at sure. John dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, which is his very popular novel. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. So we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, DJ Dano. Yes, what sir. You got for us? Well, I have a song for you totally for sure actually i absolutely have a song for you so there's an artist that i really like his name is fred again uh you can look him up on the spotify or the you know all the all the stuff and he just released a song it's a collab with i believe with fortet called jungle fred again is an awesome artist they have produced an album called actual life which was kind of like a postal service style album of collecting recordings voice recordings and just like random samples from friends during the pandemic people who were stuck at home and then produced an album out of it and i say it's postal service style because you know those guys got started by That's just like sending each story, other yeah, yeah exactly it's the origin story of them sending stuff in the mail he received a bunch of samples and recordings from friends turned into this awesome album actual life which you should also listen to but the recommendation is the song jungle by Fred again. So enjoy that one. All right. Uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Zeitgeist gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.